Hey, everybody. Hey. It's another day. It's another powerful day uh, here on Not Safe for Wonks. And the whole crew mm. is here. Uh, Brandon Buchanan is here. Kennedy Cooper is here. Rose also here. This feels like the beginning of a Jay-Z song. You just know it's going to be a good time. Uh, listen, Kamala Harris. Another Harry. number one. Another number one. Another <laughs> Correct. Uh, Kamala Harris has just hit the road as of today. By the time that this episode drops, we'll have all had a couple of days to let it breathe. In fact, maybe one or two people will drop out between now and Thursday. I don't know. But, but right now, as we're recording this, we're, right. we're still riding the fuck high of Harris dropping out. It's wonderful. It's great. I've been browsing the K-Hive uh, Twitter hashtag all day, and it's it's fantastic. Like, they're they're just, they're going to the, the weirdest candidates. Uh, yeah, I have some takes on the Harris candidacy and the collapse and all the other shit, but I think that we should just do our job as analysts first. Okay. And right. we should just talk about, like, where is the K-Hive going now? Because mm. the queen bee has 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 fallen, so the hive has to and, uh, scatter. They gotta go somewhere. Yeah. You and, know, they can go I mean, anywhere like, they want, but they can't stay there. Yeah. Like right. things are always in flux, and candidates that we that we might not even know about could be like the K hive, like put them there. Yeah, you know? I, I think the ball Patrick is actually well positioned to be that person. I know y'all are gonna laugh, but like there, I mean, Patrick is a little bit to the right of Kamala. But they've got that Obama connection. And I just think that uh, Deval Patrick now has an opening uh, for that Hillary Stan demographic. Yeah. Find somebody. He's got like a ticket to a ticket to a ticket out of Iowa. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Kennedy, do you have any people that you think the K-Hive might go to? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think this will be a controversial take maybe a little bit. But I think the K-Hive is going to go to Kim Ruff, the libertarian mm. candidate. For president i think uh, that, that yeah i i i could see that i could see that party. kind of woman power yeah it's obvious that they're looking for a woman with range views on criminal justice and that's kim ruff yeah absolutely i mean could they not like go to tulsi i guess that's not allowed because tulsi <laughs> tulsi dunked her like through, through the wood floor so she's <laughs> a no-go yeah i yeah. guess they, they've got to go I, out there. you know it, I, I gotta, I gotta have, I'm having uh, an out of left field take for this one. And I know I, every four years I have been calling his return, but I really believe at this time, Walter Mondale, I really think Walter oh Mondale is going to sweep, is going to sweep the board this time. It's his, it's his turn. It's his time. Is he still alive? He's, he's 94. He's like 94, <laughs> 92. So he is, you know, he, he, he's been fermenting his rage ever since Reagan fucking butt fucked him in 84 i just don't he, see he, a lot of he's, he's ready i don't see a lot of crossover between k-hive uh, who are mostly like upper middle class white women that like to use black women emojis and uh mondale I, it's a dark horse candidacy for sure but i think the sort of uh i think there's an eldritch power that mondale has that uh that harris an was trying to pull <laughs> like i mean if you go to Go to the Wikipedia page for Walter Mondale right now. Go to the Wikipedia page and look at that man's fate. Hmm. Just, 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 just take a long, nice look into that I'm, fucking vacant I'm expression. I'm looking at something right here. <laughs> I'm looking at a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walter Mondale's not alive. Everyone's lying about this one. Listen. Here's a, here's yeah. a new conspiracy for you loyal fans of the cast. Uh, Walter Mondale is not alive. 
birds are not real and neither is Walter Mondale. Neither is, yeah. Walter Mondale is a robot that's been constructed <laughs> to be in politics. So, uh, Marianne Williamson, if you're listening to this episode, I, I would suggest, you know, figure out who you want to lock up and start tweeting about it. Pick up some votes, girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it it's time. Everybody's got to yeah. make a move. Uh, who do... Like, wait, <laughs> Like I, I'm, I'm legitimately surprised that Harris dropped out before Williamson. I'm surprised that Harris dropped out before a lot of people. I mean, let's yeah, be real. Yeah, this too. has been a this has been quite the journey. Where on her announcement, the consensus was basically, and even a little, not just like right on it, but a little bit after. You know, as other people were announcing, the consensus was basically she's the strong contender. Everybody else who's announcing, we'll see. She's the strong one, I and really even above her. people like Bernie. Yeah, yeah. There, there were people who were calling like the the power rankings as like one Harris, two Beto, three Biden, four Booker. Okay, ignore those people. Those people are chuckleheads. But like yeah. when 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 this primary started, I definitely thought that Harris would be uh like in the fucking top three for this entire time. It wasn't honestly. It was not hard for me at any time to imagine a Harris presidency until recently. Pete scooped up basically all of that slush money, that donor money from the really rich people. And I think Warren got the, you know, the upper middle class lady enthusiasm that was kind of drifting back mm -hmm. and forth between them. Obviously, mm -hmm. Warren and Harris were not going to survive together. Uh, that was never yeah. in, in the play. So yeah. One of them. And uh, I just kind of thought that Kamala was more charismatic and more personable she was before she decided to run for president. And uh, when you decide to run for president, those robots get into your brain and you just become so just boring and flat and dull and kind of repellent to normal people. And like two years from now, Kamala will be doing an interview and she'll be like a normal person. And y'all be like, oh, wow, she seems kind of yeah. cool. I'll be like, I mean, look, I'm fucking, I tell y'all. It, but, but yeah, it's the running. When like before she ran, the early stages of her presidency, like her announcement video and a lot of her early campaign speeches and, you know, things like that, not only were they well attended, but these were some pretty good speeches. And yeah, when she did yeah. that shit in Oakland, yeah, big, big rallies, <sighs> there was interest. Yeah. And uh, like 22,000 yeah, at her announcement. Go back and watch her announcement video. It's fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she definitely had some strut. She thought she was going to win. Yeah. Um, and also, in that moment, she was really speaking to a lot of things. And then, you know, over time, she kind of waffled on a lot of issues. And that really hurt her more than I think she expected. I think she thought that she could take the donor money, tone down all her messages, and just kind of move on. But she wasn't playing the game correctly or something. Like... Uh, can, can we like um yesterday when were you guys thinking that she would drop out because uh -huh. like it's a foregone conclusion that she wasn't gonna get the nomination but when she made a lot of noise about staying in through south carolina uh i definitely thought that after iowa she was gonna come in fifth and look around and have no money and drop out yeah i thought she'd stay in until at least the early primaries to be honest um, I, I especially feel because like she wasn't actually polling completely dismally. It's just bad compared to where she was. I feel like uh, Harris, you know, she could have gone one of two ways. She could have got like fifth or sixth in Iowa. Yeah. And just noped out there. Or she could have tried to pour all of her resources into doing an end run favorite sun route in California and then try to play King Ma Maker at a brokered. But like, I don't think that 
Harris has the game playing skills to pull that off. I mean, clearly she doesn't see a path to victory now because she's dropping out. Well, um, yeah. But I, I was thinking like either Iowa or Super Tuesday. Yeah, I really now, thought she'd hang. Now she must have been. She must have. She must have just been hemorrhaging money, or her staff was threatening to revolt. Well, from reports, it's been a, maybe a little of both. Um, there have been some reports coming out over the last few days, even before she dropped out, that there may have been some various abuses of staff. Um, definitely stuff just like overwork, not getting paid for hours they work, all the usual kind of Let, shit. Can I get? Um, can I get in my hot take right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's bullshit. I don't believe that at all. Okay. I, I think all of that shit was, was lined up and fucking timed to, to line up with Bloomberg running for president. Suddenly this guy runs for president and suddenly there's like a dozen hit pieces on Harris at the same time. Maybe it's a coincidence, Um, but I, I see at least a couple of Harris's consultants making these weird long editorials that fucking turbo dumped on her and then went to work for Bloomberg. Maybe I'm being conspiratorial. But uh, the 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 no, I mean you got to follow the money. Yeah, the stuff about yeah. Harris the last two weeks that suddenly the media was just like shoving her out with both hands. I've never seen anything like that except for Sanders. Um, just in terms of getting nothing but negative coverage about their campaign. Um, I I think that that shit was very coordinated. I think we saw some Game of Thrones shit the last couple of weeks in Politico, New York Times, etc. Possibly. Mm -hmm. But on the subject of hemorrhaging money, that definitely can't be denied. Well, well the um, money the reports the bad. reports were that she was spending about a dollar and forty cents for every dollar raised. And given how long she'd been in the race, I mean you can do that for a little while maybe. But she's been running forever now. Yeah, um she definitely was spending top tier candidate money which i mean we're gonna make some jokes about how oh marianne williamson is still in the race listen guys um i don't know how close you are to like watching the marianne williamson operation they are not operating on a high budget let me tell you um they're not spent they're not spending a whole lot so i i when she says she plans to stay in for a while i believe it because it, it genuinely yeah. should be for a lot of money Right. And even someone like Bennett, who I kind of keep saying, I think I thought he would drop out next before Kamala, honestly, I didn't expect this at all. Um, he's not actually spending a lot. And, you know, since his campaign is structured like that, where he's not spending it that much money, then it's just something that he can kind of use to get a little bit of extra clout or whatever. And maybe he'll just hang on it. I think Bennett had more clout before he ran for president. <laughs> I, I genuinely think because like once in a while you have a conversation to be like, hey, there's that guy in Montana. Now it's like, oh, it's that's Colorado. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the bullet. The bullet. Uh, see, mm -hmm. see. It's terrible. It's terrible. They all feed and into we each do other. A podcast, we professionally, well, we don't get paid enough, but we do a podcast about current events. And I just clearly mixed up Michael Bennett and uh, our, our guy, uh, uh, what's his Bullock. name? Yeah, I know he's Bullock. But I keep like, what, what is it with these Bullock, weird centrists? And they live in D.C. And the media, like, convinces them that they, like, have fucking answers. What is like, it with they the have a crowd of people that pump them up when they go yeah. to dinner bar and convince them, oh, yeah, they could be president. They won in a red state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that whole one in a red state thing. We'll probably get into that some more. Yeah, I do just want to say that it, it is, as much as I did not like Kamala Harris all that much, it is a real shame that she's out 
And there's this whole sea of white guys that just suck that are still in. And, and a lot of them just suck a, way slated, worse. She was slated to be on the debate stage in December. And yeah. There's like 10 days left. Um, I, so, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I was I was just going to say that, like, you know, it probably would be pretty dire if she, you know, because if things were in a slightly better position, she could have, you know, uh, really cut down on austerity and made just a total end run trying to pull out all the stops at the December debate. But yeah, because she didn't do that is probably evidence of she didn't think she could pull it off or things were getting really dire, <clears throat> dire in the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kamala, uh, I, I would say with a gun to my head was kind of my third choice. Um, just because like there's, there's Bernie, there's Marianne, and then there's like a large gap between everybody else. And I, like, I think at least me personally, I have extreme doubts about Elizabeth Warren's electability, like going against Trump day to day. Uh, I just think that she would just get dunked on like every fucking day, twice a day. And that by the like time said before, Trump is just going to come out in some Plains native war dress and make yeah. stupid chants for the entire duration of the debate. And Warren isn't going to be able to respond. Yeah. This is like, not I who just we are, this, sir. Yeah. I don't want one of these. This is not who we are. This is not normal. This is not normal. Is not and then fucking get obliterated. And I definitely felt that would have been Elizabeth Warren. Uh, it just would have been Hillary all over again. Which is, I mean, Elizabeth Warren is folding in the primary to like meager attacks because she's right. just not being supported by the media anymore. She well, this has literally been her problem the whole time. This has literally been her problem the whole time. She she started off with an okay launch and then she got attacked in the media and she couldn't handle it and she floundered for a while and then she slowly is, kind of I, drug her campaign back out of the mud. I don't and know. Now, this is, I think this is the first month of Elizabeth Warren's entire political career that she's actually gotten any negative coverage at all. Uh, I just think yeah. even against Scott Brown, the media just, they just love her. All when she was polling, like at, at fifth place, all the stories were, why isn't Elizabeth Warren ranked higher? She's got plans. There was plenty of that, but there were definitely also people like even on more sort of, you know, not on the right uh, news sources bringing up. Oh, look, we found another document where Elizabeth Warren claimed to be like Native American, especially okay. early on. That stuff's died down now. Can we compare the intensity of the Elizabeth Warren fake Native American stuff to anything Barack Obama did when he ran for president? Oh, gosh, no. And right. I mean, even like, let's just jump on Bernie for a second. Like, Bernie gave more trouble for waggling his finger than Elizabeth Warren did for pretending to be Native American for like four decades or whatever. Like, Bernie's got nothing on him. <laughs> Peter Downs talked about this like he was a Clinton Aparch geek. He saw the Bernie Oppo file. There's nothing in it. Um, um, yeah. And it's it's just crazy because I mean, Elizabeth Warren, I, I would say the heat that she's gotten for the Indian stuff just doesn't measure up to the stuff that Bernie got for not having yet released his tax returns. People might disagree with me on that, but I think there was way more anger at him for where are your tax returns? I guess that was a corner of the internet and not really the whole Democratic Party. But there, mm -hmm. but where are those people now that were just howling for Bernie Sanders tax returns? Did they ever say, oh, I was wrong? I, you know, <laughs> just impossible. To they changed to like, he had a heart attack, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, and so uh, given that, given that I don't really see Warren's ability to take a punch, and I also don't see 
Pete's ability to take a punch. Although, if you're from a certain culture, I understand why you like Pete. We relentlessly dunk on him, but like, I understand the appeal for certain people in a certain social stat, stata, strata, what have you. I get it. But I don't think that that would last uh, over a summer of being dunked on by Trump. Uh, of no. the mainstream Democrats, I think Kamala Harris was maybe the only one that would be fine through a summer of getting dunked on by Trump. Uh, and so I thought, well, my idea... It's really, it's really funny because yeah. the, the lines of attack on Kamala were mainly from the left and they're ones that Trump wouldn't touch. Like, Trump would never say cop Mahler, shit like that. Yeah, it's exactly. Really yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, we've seen the headlines about this, like... Kamala's campaign invested heavily in trying to counter like the left Twitter narratives about her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. part of why it sunk. Like we posted we her out of the presidency. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. In fact, <laughs> let, let's just go let's just fucking yeah, slide let's get into Kamala let's versus get into Twitter. Um her sister uh, apparently is a left Twitter person. I don't know how much she tweets, but she's like in our world. Um and she tried to drag her away from the whole uh cop. Thing as her rationale for entering in her stump speech, etc. But the rest of her team that were the former Hillary staffers or whatever were like that being a prosecutor mm -hmm. is literally her resume. That's literally all she's got. What else is she going to talk about uh, if she's not talking about her experience as being a prosecutor? Literally fucking I'm California's top cop. A terrible decision. Um, Way to not read the room at all. Uh, she would have been better off just running on a... Uh, literally nothing just the last two years of her being a senator you know who was a senator for two years and then decided to run for president and then became president uh barack obama uh and he didn't like go and talk about his time in the fucking state senate it wasn't important nobody cared um Paula made it a thing he made it a thing i mean look it was going to be a thing to an extent anyway no matter what uh just because like you're running against sanders and and left twitter is full of sanders people and they're just going to dunk on you no matter what. But she mag she definitely magnified it. And she didn't give herself room to like walk back certain things. Um, just yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk waffling and candidate, uh, Pete, for instance, you know, say what you will about him, but he's careful about being a piece of shit. Um, you know, he words things a certain way and stuff like that. Kamala just like he, literally tried to play he's both sides. He's suave in a sense, and like he can. There's definitely that I want to punch him, but he can hide it. I mean, Kamala literally went on the debate stage and said, "We need Medicare for all, no private insurance, blah blah." And the very next day, tried to claim she didn't understand the question and shit like that. That's a that's like, a like lot fucking, harder. Fucking, I thought I thought the question was if I would give up my private insurance. Yeah, you got like people are dumb. That's one of yeah, that's one of those things where you're also acting like people are dumb and you're yeah. demoralizing. And when you walk things back to that degree, you are actually you're demoralizing your own supporter. Like you're basically yes, absolutely. that only the K Hive can support you. Uh because yeah. an average person looks at this like, is this your is this your king? This your king? Uh, and they're like, Oh no, nah, man, that ain't my that ain't my king. Man, come on. And whichever side of the issue you're on, whether you think we need Medicare for all today, which we do. Or if you think we need, you know, Medicare for all who want it. Right. Either way, you're not going to be fucking happy with this half-ass bullshit. 
there's there's no constituency for like i think i think that should be like the slogan of the the requiem for the kamala campaign it pleased nobody that might be our fucking episode title it pleased no one a requiem for kamala harris Uh, yeah exactly good lord God. There was, there was like, and again, I say this as someone who Kamala was maybe like in the running for my my third choice. Uh, right. no, I get it. Right. Just strategic. Like, hey, we need somebody to beat Trump because my, I, again, with Bernie and Marianne out, my I, my personal ideology would be out the window. You know, here's the real irony. I don't want to cut you off entirely, yeah, but this, yeah. this is so... This is so ironic and like kind of sickening because here we are and we are we are very left. OK, we're, we're probably right. a lot more left than we come off a lot of the time, even because we're also people who believe in trying to, you know, affect some change today with the tools and systems that you have in front of you and not just waiting for, a you know, imaginary revolution that may or may not happen or something like that, like some people on the left do. Um. But we're very, very left. We are strong supporters of progressive candidates. We relentlessly dunk the centrists. We hate them. But here we are, and we're admitting that when it comes down to it, we're probably more likely to vote blue no matter who than all these fucking moderates that did support Kamala. Because a lot of them have been on Twitter today screaming that they're not voting now. Okay, wait. That's true? I want to come... I want to literally come back to the uh the all white primary and the uh yeah the whole are they going to vote blue like wait before we even get to that because that is important i also just want to backtrack and say there was no firm rationale for kamala harris running for president there was no strong answer to why kamala and not someone else uh it was like she was just trying to figure out how to be elected on the fly uh and people are just fucking tired of that like when people smell that and they go yeah, this is not, this is definitely not my sh- Uh, and it just reflected in everything that she did. And yeah, uh, as far as like, uh, who's gonna vote blue no matter who? The people saying vote blue no matter who, I don't trust those folks at all. I don't mm. like, like, we have a lot of wave emoji people. Was a, it, it's a lie. Like, honestly, the, the underlying assumption with vote new, blue no matter who is that it's being directed at the left and it's it's implicitly assuming that a centrist candidate is gonna win like you know party's gonna return to rationality and we're gonna like a well-meaning centrist and you bernie bros are gonna have to return to the to the to the party like these people have no intentions of voting for like bernie sanders because they don't think he's gonna he's gonna be the nominee like this is not the underlying thinking they're weaponizing it against other people it's not a tactic that they're using themselves we have we have a lot of blue wave emoji people in our mentions in our follower list or whatever i'm not saying every single one of them is lying i'm just saying like maybe like 15 percent of y'all are on some bullshit <laughs> like and yeah, for, furthermore furthermore yeah. like this whole this whole rhetoric that like we shouldn't be attacking each other it's a primary what are you supposed to do you're supposed to go to on the debate stage point. and be like oh we agree with e- we agree with each other yeah, we're all no. in agreement so the policy is like the, like after no, the primary you're supposed to debate each all... other and you're supposed to attack each other and one of you is supposed to win yeah we can all fucking sit down after the primary we can you know hum and haw about how much it sucks that joe biden is the nominee and 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 then we can say well, let's vote blue no matter who for harm reduction or whatever. And at least, like, you're not being a complete piece of shit as much as when you do it during the primary. And it's like, like you say, this is the time. We're supposed to be getting out there and debating ideas. The, the candidates amongst each other, you know, every time we uh, set out to elect a new president, 
we don't just have an opportunity to put the party back in power. We have an opportunity to form a better party for today. This is the one time per decade that you are going to be able to fucking get your own ideas out there without being fucking cyber bullied by these fucking drones. Because y'all know how it's going to go. Like, if Warren wins this nomination, then all we're going to hear online is, uh, vote blue no matter who. Uh, you Do you want Trump? We need you to support Elizabeth Warren. And y'all and y'all think I'm doing jokes. Listen, Daily Coast literally banned people that were being critical of Hillary. Uh, like when it seemed like she like at after she after Super Tuesday or whatever, and like everybody with sense knew she was gonna win. People were they were like, Well, we've got to rally behind the Hillary Clinton, she's the nominee. Mm -hmm. And so these topics we don't want to talk about anymore. And they just started fucking banning people. Uh and that that tone is gonna carry to whoever the person is unless it's sanders uh it's gonna be let's all hidey ho get behind this person uh or do you want trump and then once they get elected it's gonna be like this is a new president give them a chance um when it's the first hundred days they're gonna say this is the first hundred days leave them alone then there's gonna when be do like, we when do we get to criticize yeah when, yeah. When? Yeah. It's going to be like a two month period after the first hundred days where they'll let you <laughs> complain. Then it's going to be like, oh, the midterms are coming. Oh, okay. Then it's going to be, oh, do you want Tom Cotton to win? You've got to support the president. Like, they're just going to bang around you for the next eight years. And like, we ain't got eight years because the fucking climate shit has happened. So if you want to have a voice in the way that this shit goes without the strategic pile on, then now's the fucking time to get yeah. it up get it out there and actually advocate for what and who you want um and yeah the people saying vote blue no matter who they already they're saying that because they think one of their candidates is gonna win i've never heard anyone uh who's blue no matter who uh like oh yeah i'll vote for tulsi gabbard i don't care they're better she's better than trump it's literally just like well vote blue no matter who even if it's warren or Buttigieg or biden like it's not it's not sincere at all yeah, absolutely. And and you we could see that on Twitter today because there were these people who were, you know, diehard Kamala stands who are now saying, if it's Bernie in the primary, I'm not voting for him because he's a Russian asset and blah, blah, or things like that. And it's like, we're just going to see more and more of that. You know, people saying he's not a real Democrat, all these things so that they can justify exactly the shit they've been telling us that we absolutely cannot do. And, look, and first of all, let me just say this too. Go wild. It's y'all's choice to vote. I, you are not under an obligation to do it, okay? I, I think you should. Don't get me wrong. But if you're out there, you don't vote in 2020, fucking choice. All this, you gotta vote. Vote blue no matter who. If you're disgusted with the 2020 election, you can't bring yourself to vote. That's your fucking choice. Yeah. Like, honestly, and this is just me, like, I'm not fucking, I'm not fucking, I'll fill out the rest of that goddamn ticket, but I'm not voting. Uh, remember that Pete supports legal weed. <laughs> 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 He just unwaveringly supported legal weed. Even if, even if you don't get anything else, you can fucking take the booted booted take the edge off. <laughs> booted take the edge off. <laughs> Brandon, I'm reaching through my computer screen. I'm gonna strangle you. <laughs> if if Pete Buttigieg doesn't win the presidency, he needs to open a dispensary. 
Oh God. <laughs> Pete Buddha take the edge off. This is a dispensary called no, no, Boot Edge Edge, like no, B-O-O. Hey, hey, warning, warning. Please, if, if you're watching this, please don't show this to anyone who, who likes Pete Buddha Edge in any respect because I don't want anyone fucking using that. We gotta quarantine. <laughs> Nobody will use we have, that. We're quarantining we this episode. We actually do have at least a couple Buddha Judge fans. I they must love being fucking abused because <laughs> our Twitter feed is just we're basically like a the the fucking donut Twitter of of Buttigieg dunks at this mm -hmm. point, but uh, Buttigieg and Biden just get savaged on our Twitter all day long yeah. because obviously if if, yeah. if if Pete wins, no. well, first of all, first of all, it's not mathematically possible for Buttigieg to win. Uh, no. like it's just not. It's literally just not a possibility. Uh, again, he's at zero percent with black voters. It's not. It's not possible. Uh, See, so funny thing about it also came out. He's at like one percent with Latino voters. So yeah, it's not possible. Like Walter Mondale, at least he won Minnesota. He won it by like one percent, but at least he won Minnesota. But that was like his home state. Like Pete Buttigieg yeah. probably isn't gonna win Indiana. <laughs> no, he would not. We could we could see George Washington levels of landslide no, here. I, I think, I think he would win I think he would win uh California and Washington and Oregon and uh a lot of New England. He would win the barest of the blue wall. The barest. Yeah. I think we would be looking at like a John Kerry type map with Mayor Pete. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, like honestly, kind of to finish my thoughts on this, blue no matter who isn't a stance, it's a rhetorical weapon being used against the left with the assumption that a centrist is going to win and that they can say, Oh, I I've been saying this since the primary. So you, you, sh you should just do it, or else I'm or else I'm gonna blame you. Like it's a weapon. If, if it's not a stance. If, by the way, if if Sanders gets this nomination, uh, for like one week, there there will be a very heartwarming show. Like Nira Tandon will make a pro Sanders blog post. I, I shit you not. Uh, and everybody's gonna, one. yeah, everybody's gonna like make a big show of getting behind Bernie for like a week or two. Uh, forget that. Throw that out. Like, enjoy it while it happens because you'll feel warm and crispy. You'll feel those we're gonna win feelings. It'll be fine. But like, it's really gonna sink in like three weeks after he gets nominated and the media like blips their shit and Bernie starts getting that Jeremy Corbyn type coverage of just wall to wall, uh, this guy cannot be allowed to be president type shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's going to be like, it's going to be hell. It's going to be cloaked. <laughs> It's gonna be cloaked in this concern trolling, like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just helping him. Uh, I'm just helping him uh, be better and be more electable and be, um, like, you know, like there's this stupid Ross Dew had article that was, um, like called the case for Bernie Sanders, and I shit you not, one of the passage, one of the paragraphs read, even though Bernie has not taken my advice, and then he links to an article he wrote like two months ago about how Bernie should say the N word five times a day and like public broadcast or something in order to improve his electability even though bernie hasn't taken my advice like it's just gonna be that it's just gonna be stupid concern troll yeah i i, I think this is so hard for me to say bernie is gonna have it worse than obama oh so much worse oh absolutely. which is crazy to think about because right. obama had it so bad obama got like just savaged a lot but he also had a lot of pro obama media like the media like and there also wasn't a lot to attack him on and he was just young and good looking and people were just like, we want this TV character to be the president. He's great. Yeah. Um, Bernie is not going to get that at all. Uh, it's going to be just wall to wall. It's going to be 
fucking insane. Here's the um, thing that I think Bernie has to his advantage, though. Bernie has the media sources that he has completely in his pocket. And by that, I mean us. I mean left media. I mean alternative media. And let's face it, alternative media is not that alternative anymore. Right. Uh, yeah. It used to be like, you know, one person watched The Young Turks and it was me. Um, now, you know, The Young Turks is like... Right. They'll probably be moderating presidential debates in like 2024, 2028. I'm not even kidding, you know? I mean, uh, I mean, they've even got us moderating debates. I mean, it's really... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. This episode comes out Thursday. Let's go ahead and plug this real quick. Actually, in two days, let's plug it. Let's plug it. Two days. We'll mention this at the end as well, but in two days, we will be moderating a Green Party presidential debate online at twitch.tv slash not safe media. You can find more details on our Twitter leading up to it. We're going to keep posting about it, but yeah. And we're going to be real media figures now. Done interviews with a lot of the Green Party candidates. We've done Howie. We've done Sudanam Curry. We've done Ian. We've done we've done a lot of them. So you really have no excuse to not be fully up to date on who they are and what they're about and have fun like hanging out with us for a couple of hours and listening to them talk about uh, a lot of things. We don't want to give give our our moderation away yet. Right, right. A lot of things that will be important to the folks listening and to like the country as a whole it'll be rad anyway that's the shameless plug but my my point stands anyway young turks will be moderating democratic presidential debates in like 2028 probably. and and i think bernie will also have should he be the nominee which is not guaranteed um he'll have a certain pull with people who are skeptical of the media in general donald trump is going to have basically nowhere to hide on the real talk front um it will just literally be flax in the media doing everything for him I, I, we could be wrong uh there could also be like personal grudges that people in the media have about trump because trump has just shat on them for a year so maybe they're just their their mm-hmm. human egos will come up on just a a human level and just be like I, we can't let this guy bangerang us for four more years yeah uh, possible I, I i don't find it likely but it's possible so we could just be totally wrong this could be totally different than how we're imagining i will say that trump is going to have a hard time attacking bernie not just because like we said he's somewhat spotless but also because you just said like people who are skeptical of the media are down with bernie and so a lot of the things that trump uses not just to attack specific opponents but more broadly to attack like the democratic establishment as a whole won't work on Bernie. Trump is going to do a lot of just making shit up and just seeing how it sticks. Uh, My I, guess is he's probably going to get racist. Just like well, openly, just anti-Semitic. Well, if our... At some our, point. If our sanders Tlaib ticket uh, goes off like we think it will, <laughs> then I think we will get a little racist. But no, I am thinking that Trump will just go from town to town and be like, this guy Bernie, he wants to ban electricity. <laughs> like, <laughs> like crazy <lights> Bernie is <laughs> his best year so yeah. far. They'll be like, you guys have got lights on, right? You guys like having like lights and you you This guy wants to ban cows. Bernie's gonna make you turn your TV off and it's just gonna be fucking over. Have you have you seen the pictures of 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 Vuvuzela? That's what Bernard that's what Bernard is going to turn our 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 big beautiful country into. Yeah, and like he'll just make he'll just make things up, and a certain number of people will believe it, and the media will, I believe, try their hardest to get people behind it. I I just don't see it. I don't know how it'll go. Uh, I have no idea. But that's that's like my vision for what that summer will be like. Yeah. Oh God, like it's gonna be it's gonna be insane the campaign season it's gonna be great and we're gonna be we're gonna be in clout and we're gonna be 
fucking rolling in it. <laughs> hey, it's gonna be fantastic. Hey, wait, before we start talking about oh, are we gonna are we gonna wrap up? Uh, let's talk about primary so white. Yes, because everybody everybody left on this debate stage is white now. Um, well, technically Booker hasn't officially dropped out yet. Right. Nobody's out yet. <laughs> the, the cutoff has not happened yet. Yes, just, that's what if if it were to cut off now, it would be all white. And a lot of people are on it's Twitter like days, and Booker has to clear one more poll. Yeah, of um, national poll of five or more. I think Booker and needs a poll. Same for Yang. Same for Tulsi. Yeah, they they just need to slide in there if they, you know, whatever. And so people are on Twitter like donate to, to Julian Castro and help him get in there. Um I've I I've said this early, I cannot support Julian Castro because I don't like his face. I don't like his voice. Um I will not be one of those people that tries to dress that up as a uh, ideological thing. Like somebody will decide they don't like you and then come up with a reason. Uh I am rational enough to know it's not a good reason, like a real reason. I just don't like looking at him and he makes me nervous. I don't like, but a lot of people are saying donate to him so he can get on the stage uh, or donate to Booker so he can get on the stage. Um, I just don't, I, I, I don't know. Look, are black people still allowed to vote? Are the Democrats like, do they have like, like hoses outside of the voting station? Um, are the pollsters not asking black people what they think about things? Um, is our black people is black people when they make donations? Is it being returned to them? Um, like what we know with a lot of these polls that there's a incredible amount of manufactured consent going on. Just the fact that a oh, lot yeah. of polls are held at like prestigious colleges filled with like waspy white people should fucking tell you something. This is a little bit like the Oscar so white problem in that the actual stage for the problem has been set long before y'all started to protest. It starts at like, who is the Democratic Party funding? Uh, who are groups like Emily's List getting behind? Uh, and there, there are lots of other uh, women's political organizations that do that kind of thing. Like, it's support on that low level that, that really decides who even gets to the stage where they can be familiar people to do fundraising and even be a contender for president. Um, and it can't just be willed up by uh, the desire for diversity. Um, look, th there's the black voters are a large chunk of the Democratic Party. Half of them are voting for Bernie Sanders. It's not his fault that no black people decided to run on his platform. Uh, it's not his fault that Kamala scurried away from Medicare like a cockroach caught in a light bulb situation um, in the middle of the night. It's not his fault that, that Booker has not connected with people. It's not his fault. The other person is like half the black folks that are like the boomer black folk are voting for uh, Biden. And look, it's not his fault that 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 Kamala did not reach those people when she decided to like swing the baseball bat at Joe Biden's knees. It's not his fault that Andrew Yang does not connect with black boomers. It's not his fault that Tulsi Gabbard did not get that uh, uh, group. Um, yeah. Or, like, who are we who are we actually blaming for it being a white primary field? If black people have, if they do, they have. Do we have agency as black folks in the Democratic Party? Yes. Uh, it's so funny that that the Republicans have criticized uh, black folks when they supported Obama. Like uh, black folks were fucking orcs, like we were a fucking hive that were like, well, we see a black face and we vote for it. Boy, why why do black people uh, not uh, have the political education to? truly look at candidates and examine them well it's been eight years and the two top candidates with black voters are white people uh turns out that yeah black people are fucking capable of understanding their own interests whether those interests are right or wrong or you don't agree with what they are or da 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 uh 
Black folks have fucking agency the Democratic Party. They just fucking do, period. And if you don't like the results, uh, why aren't there more uh, white people supporting Kamala Harris? I don't know. I see most of y'all were supporting Liz Warren and Pete Buttigieg. So, who, like, who I mean, honestly, like, the problem isn't that, like, Democratic Party voters are racist. I mean, a good fraction of them are. Right. The problem is that you put up sh the problem is not not that the problem is that the the candidates of color were shit candidates like honestly I, I don't even think it was that the candidates of color were bad candidates although they like they kind of were it was just the people <laughs> who were in position to even run for president were were fucking all white people because and that starts way before the election starts that's right. that yeah, it's it's institutional and people don't recognize yeah. that yeah we can talk for hours. And I know we've had already a whole episode about Katie Hill, but I just have to bring her up right now because let's be real, the more sort of underprivileged you are in our society, the more likely you have something career ending in your closet that makes it so you can't even consider stuff like this. Hey. Yeah. So like, you know, a lot of people out there that might like to be the next maybe black president or Latinx president or woman president are right now thinking, damn, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Katie Hill. <laughs> oh. Hey, look, there are future leaders right now that are camming right now. <laughs> and they're like, man, shit, I, I guess I can't run for president. Uh like Yeah, it's and, ridiculous. Yeah, um, do you know that have the resources to go to the fucking elite private school and then go to the CIA and then go to the mm -hmm. army and then be a mayor of some fucking city, whatever small town and then be dnc leader or at least run for it and then be president or you know just that entire whole i feel like we're going back to episode one when we talked about grift and how the fucking resume pipeline is a grift um here we see where who's got the grift and where it comes and where it benefits um is just people who have the right resume to run for president the harvard to military to minor political office or law school to uh. minor political office pipeline Aim for everybody. Yeah, and we're only just starting to see a push against this sort of, you know, wonkish electability obsession where everyone has to have gone to an Ivy League college and, you know, everyone I, has I wanna, to I have frame started in smaller government positions and blah, blah. I want to frame and put up on my wall that um, Nate Silver tweet that goes along the lines of um, uh, the fact that Klobuchar isn't polling as well as she should be uh, says something about the disconnect between what pundits think electability is and what the voters think electability is. Like, That's going to be the cover electability of this is <laughs> electability is literally like people wanting to vote for you, you being capable of being elected. Like what the what the fuck is what the fuck is happening? Where like the the privileged voter, the, the privileged analyst class knows what voters think better than voters. Well, the privileged analyst class always, you know, they lean on stuff like the flyover states and these sort of like mythical concepts that they are representing voices that you don't hear anywhere else. Like that, that Twitter, that Twitter isn't, you hear this all the time from people like, you know, like people in the Joe Biden camp. Twitter isn't reality. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't looking for what you're looking for, blah, blah, whatever. And the pundit kind of like claim to represent those people. The problem is those people don't exist, or at least they don't exist in the numbers that would make them significant enough to give a fuck the way that we do in the media. Uh, the, the, the entire polling industry is just like a headache. 
let me say this all y'all people tweeting about hashtag primary so white uh y'all are the same people complaining about people's quote-unquote qualifications for being in presidential office which is like the ability to navigate a white power structure uh maybe if y'all open y'all minds to uh scientists to businessmen uh to authors uh people who maybe don't have like traditional harvard military uh fucking experience but still actually have the the ability to rally their communities uh rally their city uh build consensus around ideas and and do those kind of things that are actually relevant to what a president does um Hey, you know what you would find? A lot of black people, you would find a lot of brown people, you find Asians, you find women. Uh, because those people had to make a lane where that traditional lane that you consider quote unquote qualified for president uh is closed off to. Um, so maybe when you're complaining about one problem, you are actually causing another. Think about it. And you know, um, let's just be clear because some people are going to immediately respond to that with, but Donald Trump. The problem with Donald Trump is not that he's a populist, it's that he's a fascist. And to be even a little bit more clear on that, the GOP was a sinking ship before Donald Trump. And Donald Trump had the ability to bring together people who had become disaffected or who had never really had a political home in the first place and bring them under him. If we could have people do that in the Democratic Party, we could have a Democratic Party like we've never seen before. So not wanting a populist candidate because you're afraid of Donald Trump is fucking stupid. We need to do that, but for something positive instead of for fascist shit. Like, like populism is a fucking meaningless term. I want you to like, you know, go to the Wikipedia page for populist. And there's probably like a list there of politicians that have been described as populist. And it's like Jeremy Corbyn, Bolsonaro, Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, AMLO. It's just this incoherent mess of ideologies that doesn't mean anything. Populism doesn't mean anything, at least to the degree that it's being used now. Yeah, for sure. It definitely is a buzzword that basically means usually bad leftist or sometimes bad rightist, depending. And yeah, the whole thing's ridiculous. It's, you, it's well put. Do we have anything else we want to add here? I feel like we fucking knocked this shit the fuck uh, i feel like we're good i just want to say you know that i don't think that there's any doubt that people on the left would have loved to have a woman of color on stage with good policy like if rashida Tlaib was running the, for president tell the fuck right yeah, yeah we just, have to just to this. just to wrap this up a little bit i just want to say that like you know all this you know talk about the white primary yes it is a problem but it's this problem that, like you say, Brandon, the, a lot of the people that are complaining about it aren't actually doing anything to help it at best. And at worst, they're literally perpetuating it. And if we want to change shit like that, we need to change the entire political narrative. Kamala Harris could have been our champion, potentially, in a different universe where the dark money didn't just immediately creep in and snatch her up, snatch her brain out of her head and turn her into a strange person that no one could even understand much less relate to God. so we got to change the system vote blue no matter who is not going to cut it we need people that earned our votes in office not just whoever is moderately to the left of the conservative party because the conservative party is anything from completely ridiculous authoritarian to outright fascist at this point and being just anything to the left of that is not enough it's not enough anymore people yeah I think you've said it well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's well put. Saturday, we're doing a debate. It's going to be great. Green Party debate. Uh, 
twitch.tv slash not safe media uh, you'll be able to see the we uh, got a new twitch page yeah bruh absolutely uh you can also donate to our patreon but please god donate to our patreon patreon.com <laughs> for the love of god we've been in the red for a few months now give us money it's fucking terrible patreon.com slash not safe uh i am brandon buchanan i am at brandon buchanan on twitter i'm kennedy i am Cooper. I am, or, sorry. Just start that again. We're going to cut that whole part. Go ahead. Sure, sure. I'm Kennedy Cooper. I'm at Kennedy T. Cooper on Twitter. Leia Rose, at Leia underscore Rose underscore. Uh, uh, that's it, man. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please tune into that debate one more time. And yes. uh, I hope this was this was good experience for you. We'll be back. We got big things coming up this month. Big interviews. It's going to be very wild. Yes, we will see you soon with more fantastic content. And until then, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Yo.